Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stobar. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode 66. My name is Bowie Stover. My pronouns are they, them. And I am plopping stoked to have you join me today. This show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded. And I pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. This episode, friends... We're going to be busting another training myth. I love busting these myths because they kind of infuriate me a little. (laughs) But this episode, we are going to be busting the myth that there is such a thing as a Quotey Fingers cheat move when it comes to training. Now, when I what I mean by that is that movements that trainers will tell a client that it's cheating because it's done... Uh, an easier way it's not the hardest way or quote fingers the right way to do it and that's just not true it's it's such a damaging way to approach any sort of exercise and I've had clients share with me when I've asked them to do particular movements be like oh but my last trainer said that that's the cheats way of doing it and I've had this, I've been training people for the last eight or so years, and I've had this consistently come up with people who I'm working with going, oh, but my last trainer said that that was cheating and I have to do it this way. Friends, you don't. That's, it's not a thing. (laughs) This is one of the shittiest things that trainers tell their clients, and it's also completely untrue. There is a no such thing as a quotey fingers cheat movement. It just doesn't exist. Our bodies certainly don't go, wait, hang on a minute. Like I saw old Fluffo over there doing this move differently. It looked harder and I'm doing a way that looks easier to me. Therefore, it must be cheating. So I'm not going to count this as an exercise. Because it's a cheat exercise. Our bodies don't do that. Our bodies recognize movement in whatever form we can practice it. That's just how it is. There's no such thing as a cheat movement. When it comes to exercises, there are so many different variations on a movement that people can do. And you know what it's based on? It's based on our own individual physical abilities to move our bodies in the ways that our bodies move. Because you can't have a standard an exercise is done like this and that's the only way to do it. If it's not done this way, then it's wrong, then it's cheating because that is so inflexible and it doesn't take into account the way that every person's body will move differently because of the way we all use our bodies differently, because of the way our bodies have simply developed. It can be due to genetics. It can be due to childhood injuries. There are all these things. It can be due to chronic disease. So, When we can take all of that into account and be like, every person's body is going to be moving differently, then we can start to see that there is no such thing as a cheat movement. There is a movement that works well for someone else, and there is a movement that may work differently for someone else. And it's also based on how long you've been training. I know personally, the movements that I can do 
are certainly not movements that I expect people who haven't been training as long as me or in the same ways that I have to be able to do because that's just unrealistic. And it's setting people up to fail and it's also could lead to injury. Now, when it comes to exercises, there are numerous regressions and progressions that can be practiced based on a person's physical capabilities. This is why movements have what are called regressions, which is when we take a step back from what would be considered the standard movement and we simplify it or we add a modification to it to make it more achievable for a person with where their abilities are. These are called regressions. It's only the really arrogant and inflexible trainers who will say that it is a cheat movement, even though it is a regression and it is a smart and a safe way to train. Some people who are trainers have this attitude that they're it's like it's this way or it's nothing. There's no other options. It's ridiculous. They are the people who hurt other people when they're training them. And it's concerning how many trainers have this attitude. But in the same way that there are regressions of a movement, so we will take a step back from what is the standard, we can also progress from there and make it harder. And these are called progressions. So once a person gets to a point where they're feeling confident, they're strong enough in their bodies to move in a particular way with a movement, then we can add a little bit more of a challenge. We can make it a little bit more difficult. We can change different elements of it to make the body work that little bit harder. These are progressions. Regressions and progressions in training are safe and smart ways to help people move their bodies with taking into account where they are at. There is no such thing as a cheap movement. It's not a thing. <laughs> and let me let me explain before before I get uh, into things a little bit further. I do want to say that there are many many opinions across the fitness community about what is the standard way of doing pretty much any movement. I'm not going to say there's a right or wrong way to do any movement because I personally think that it's based on the individual. There is no right or wrong way. There's where each person is able to move and where it's at and what their version of a movement looks like. And this perception of what is considered the standard, it can change between trainers. And I personally think the best way for any person to do any movement is to listen to what their body is able to do and where they are at. And when I coach someone, I'm more focused on whether a movement is safe rather than trying to make someone put their feet in a specific position that their body just may not be able to achieve because it's, quote, you think is that standard way of doing things. It's, it's just not helpful and it can actually lead to injury. And this also came up for me because I'm currently studying exercise science at university and I had a class the other day where this came up where someone was talking about the squat and the squat is a pretty common move. It's a movement that you are pretty much, if you are starting to move your body, if you're starting to training, if you're starting to do any sort of physical activity, a squat is going to show up pretty early on in the piece. But a squat is actually quite a complex move. It can look really simple, but it's not. And... 
the teacher was saying, well, when you squat, you want to have your feet hip width apart and you want to have your toes pointing forwards. And I'm kind of thinking about how this person is talking. And then he was asking other students about their opinions and and the students' opinions were like, oh, but that's a compensation if your feet aren't facing forward. And I was just listening to what these people were commenting on when it came to what is perceived as this standard of a squat. Now, as I just mentioned earlier, I've been training people for a long time. And what I have noticed, even though these people have these opinions of what would be considered right or what would be a compensation, the thing is most people can't achieve a squat in what is considered the standard way of doing it. It's not possible. It's not possible because of the lifestyles we live. When we spend a lot of time sitting, we limit the mobility we have through our hips, through our ankles. When it comes to having your feet straight on, that's actually a really difficult way to squat with your feet straight uh, straight forward. Most people's toes are going to tend to turn outwards a little bit. That's totally okay. But in this class, the teacher and the students are like, that's a compensation. But what they didn't take into account that is that, as I said a moment, a moment ago, the way that our bodies grow from all the genetic information that you know we have from when we were born and stuff, the way our bodies grow influences that. And the way that our hip joints grow and the length of the head of our hip joint where it inserts into our pelvis, all these things influence how we squat. So when we don't take that into account, when you've got this attitude from from people like what I heard in my class and from the teacher, what it's teaching people is that if you're not doing it this way, well, then you're compensating and that's not the right way to do it. And this is this is damaging. This is harmful. And it's it's very narrow-minded in its view of what is considered how an exercise is done. Because at the end of the day, it just doesn't fucking matter where a person's feet are. Can they move their body and perform a squat in a way that feels good for them? Yes. Fantastic. (laughs) That's all that matters. That's the most important thing. Is it done safely? Does the person doing it actually feel good about it? Do they feel like they can achieve this exercise? Yes. Then we are winning. But it's this ingrained perception and seeing it at the university level in students who have just left high school. So they don't necessarily have a lot of uh, real hands-on experience with coaching people when they're getting taught this view this is kind of what leads to that attitude I was talking about with coaches who are quite inflexible when it comes to how an exercise should be done and whether or not it meets the standard quote your fingers on the standard there and this is this is a huge issue this is <laughs> This is one of the things about the fitness industry at all levels, whether it's people who are fitness coaches with just a certificate three and four, whether it's people who are becoming university educated to become further experienced, to become allied health professionals and all that. This ingraining of perception that a movement has to be done a particular way, long term, does not help anyone. (laughs) Now... Let's go back to that squat and let's take a look at it because it is such a common move. And as I mentioned, what my university teacher was saying is that feet need to be straight on. Now, 
that is just not the case. And when it comes to having a person do a movement such as a squat, there's going to be a lot of room for variation, even with how wide apart a person's feet will go and the direction a person's feet will point. I mean, there's a point where you don't want someone's feet to move out too far because the knees will start to turn inwards, and that's just not nice for the person who's doing the squat. It can cause discomfort. So there's a limit to where you can have a position, and if you're finding that you can't squat yourself, without your feet really wide or your toes pointed really outwards, then that's okay. You're probably just not at a point where you've got the strength to do that particular movement, which is why we put a regression in. Because before someone is ready to do a movement, we need to make sure that they can do the steps leading up to it. So this is the beautiful thing about regressions and progressions. It's not cheating. It's allowing you or the person who may be doing the movement to actually develop the strength they need to support themselves to then progress. And I see I see people getting made, I particularly see this in gyms who do those big group classes where you've got like 30 people packed into a room, you've got one instructor at the front telling everyone to do all these same exercises when that is probably one of the worst ways to participate in physical activity because, yes, you're moving your body, which is amazing and it's great that you're getting out there, but if you are not at a point where you're able to do the movement safely, you could end up hurting yourself. You could end up overtraining in ways that your body's just not ready for and it can lead to a lot of injury. Now, when I'm supporting someone to learn how to do a squat, because it's usually one of the first movements I teach people. Also because it gives you a really good idea of how your body just moves in general. It really hits a lot of the joints. It hits the hips, knees, ankles, and how a person holds their torso up is also an indicator of kind of where they're at, just all around physically. So it's a really great movement. Now, when I coach a person, I'll suggest straight up that they stand somewhere, feet around hip width apart, and I'll recommend that they point their toes slightly outwards, Ooh, going against those, those standards there, because as I said, I've learned that most people can't do their feet straight on. If they try, they usually end up with a lot of knee discomfort, their knees will collapse inwards, all sorts of badness can happen. And this starting posture by a lot of coaches would be perceived as a compensation straight away, just from that toes outwards not doing it right, ooh, look out. <laughs> and because they believe that starting a squat requires you to have your toes facing forward, that sets people up to fail a lot of the time straight away. Because once the, they will try and get a person to do that, if they can't do it and then they have the person shift their feet, it's like they're immediately changing their perception of how what the exercise is, what the standard is. It's not great. <laughs> it's a bit shitty to have that attitude. Inflexibility in when it comes to coaching someone and thinking that you know what is right versus what someone else's body is able to do, really not a great mix because you can't force someone's body to do something that it just either isn't ready for or can't do. Now, next part of the squat would be that lowering phase, the, the bending the knees, poking that butt out a little bit and... 
how a person lowers themselves down, how a person sits back into that squat is going to be very individual. It's going to be based off how that person's body is functioning at that particular point in time. Some folks can't achieve a very deep squat. To be honest, most people can't achieve a very deep squat. That's okay. You don't have to be able to achieve a very deep squat. (laughs) And this can be due to tightness in in numerous areas around the body, or it could also be influenced by joint function and development. As I mentioned, how a person's hip joint just grew based on no control of their own is going to influence how a person squats. So... If a person is challenged to squat to a level where their thighs are around parallel to the ground, which is really common, and to start with, I wouldn't have an expectation that anyone can necessarily achieve that point because it takes a lot of strength, it takes a lot of functional capabilities through a lot of joints, and if you're not used to training, it's it's okay. I don't expect to get there right away. That's a that's an advancement. That's a progression in the squat movement from where you may be starting at. And that is totally okay. What I often recommend people do is either start by going to a, a higher uh, higher level. So what I will do is have someone sit down on a bench and stand up because we're pretty much mimicking the squat movement right there. Or alternatively, have someone just elevate their heels a little bit. You can step, uh, put like some weight plates or something under the heels of the same, make the elevation the same height on both sides. <laughs> Otherwise things get a bit funny, <laughs> a little bit wonky. Elevating the heels will often help with a squat. Now, this is not cheating. This is a regression. This is a a activity that can help develop the strength which later on down the track would lead to someone potentially not needing that heel elevation but I do want to point out that a lot of the uh, Olympic lifters and people who do competitive squatting and all that sort of stuff there are these things called squat shoes and squat shoes actually have an elevated heel it comes into it and these elite athletes will use squatting shoes with an elevated heel because it assists with their squat depth so If elite athletes are elevating their heels to do things, I'm pretty sure it's okay for any person out there who may not be an elite athlete to also use that to assist them as well. But you don't hear people pointing out elite athletes being like, oh, you've got elevated heels, so you're not doing that squat right while they're squatting something ridiculous in weight. (laughs) So just keep that in mind. Elevating the heels is actually a really great way to help assist with this movement. It's not cheating. It's a regression of a movement. It's not considered, quote fingers, the standard, but it doesn't make it wrong. So long as the movement is safe, we're all good. It's what matters. Can a person who's doing the movement, do they feel good about it? Do they feel like they're actually achieving something? Yes, that is all that matters. It's not the expectation of the coach. It doesn't matter what a coach has an expectation of for a person to be able to do, because that's the coach's opinion. And if a coach is going to be like that and think that if it's not done their way, then something is not right, then that's a bit of a shit person in general, aren't they? <laughs> because it's not allowing people to have uh, their own way of doing things based on where they're at. It's just not nice. And to be honest, when I first started being a trainer and I had been taught all of these things, this is the standard, this is how it's done. When I first started out as a trainer, I 
had that attitude. I was like, well, this is how it's done. This is what I was taught. This is the way it needs to be done. If you can't do it like that, then we need to find out how we can get you to doing that. This was before I understood that some people just don't have the ability in their body to move in these specific ways. But it's okay. It's taken me a long time to, and I'm working with a lot of people to see this and realize this and learn that what we're taught of as these standards in most real world scenarios isn't actually realistic. But we're not told that when we're learning things as coaches. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's an important lesson to learn. <laughs> now, when we have, when I have, when I have, we, we don't really work with clients together, but when I have worked with clients, if I've gotten them to a point where, okay, they've started being able to feel comfortable with that squat, perhaps they were using a bench to a system or perhaps they were elevating their heels, then we look at changing it up. Then we go to working on doing the squat, either feet flat on the ground or from a lower bench. That's all good as well. I found if uh, getting a resistance band, uh, like one of those elastic bands, you can get these ones called mini bands. They're great. Or you get a long, mini, a long resistance band if it's tied, not in it to make it shorter. All works. Putting a resistance band around the knees will often really help with the squat as well because it's getting those butt muscles to work a little bit harder holding the knees out. So there are all these ways we can start adding some... I want to say kind of triggers things that influence the body to do a particular thing, not cheating. What we're teaching the body is how to move in a different way. And sometimes our bodies just take some time to realize that none of these things that we're looking at here are cheap ways of doing a thing. It's not an easy way because ease of a movement is subjective. As I said, movements that I do feel easy for me. I've been training for like eight or nine years. <laughs> so my ability to move in ways that feel easy to me do not feel easy to other people because of where they are at. So ease of a movement is subjective. <laughs> it's not cheating if it's or it's not the easy way if it's not easy for you. Rate of perceived exertion, which is how hard a person feels that an exercise is, is a really great way of measuring the intensity of a movement and rate of perceived exertion is different per individual and it's a great way of understanding where each person is at because if we're regressing someone and they're feeling like it's really challenging then we can either you know make it we want to make it to a point where it's challenging but achievable that's what we're going for because that's where that growth happens that's where we can start developing strength in the body and those movement patterns that that over time lead to further progressions. If we're at that point of rate of perceived exertion where it's challenging but achievable, perfect. And whatever that movement looks like to get there, doesn't matter. None of it is cheating. I'm not, I can't say it enough times because I've heard it way too often from people telling me from their coaches, whether it's the squat, it could be uh, planks. Planks are a big one that I've heard people say, my coach told me that if I plank with my arms, straight out in what is called a tall plank instead of being on your elbows that's cheating push-ups push-ups from your knees are cheating they're they're quoting fingers girls push-ups my gosh that one outrages me <laughs> there is no such thing as as gendered exercises either but that's a whole nother episode don't worry about that now but <laughs> none of these movements are cheat movements 
they are just movements that are either a regression or a progression of what would be considered a standard movement. And each person is going to be different with them. So if you've had coaches tell you, oh, we're going to do it this way. Oh, this is the cheats way of doing it. We're going to make it a bit easier for you. That's a little bit pretentious. And it's not necessarily going to be Cody Fingers easier for you so far as it's going to be safer for you. And it's actually a more intelligent way of training because you need to think about how a person is going to be able to continue to move their body past this particular moment in time when a coach may be trying to get them to do a movement that is just a little bit beyond their limits. That's training unintelligently. And by that, I mean training in a way that is going to cause injury or harm in some way to the person practicing the movement. That is never okay. That is never what you want. Injury from training is never the outcome that is is to be achieved. And neither is soreness that is so bad that you can't move for like days and days and days afterwards. That's that's not a great outcome because then you can't move. If you can't move, you can't keep doing the things that are going to help your body. So it's finding that balance and that comes with training in an intelligent way, which is in a thought out way that you can replicate multiple days of the week without becoming so sore that you can't move and that it affects your everyday life. You don't want that. And it also reduces the risk of injury that you could incur. Now, pretty much any movement that you're ever going to do is going to have a regression or a progression. It's not a cheat's way. There's no quotey fingers proper way, but every movement will have that series because no matter what movement you learn, you've, you've got to start at step one. Like no one was born with the ability to walk straight away. Yes, you start learning. You've got to start first by just being able to hold your head up and then you've got to be able to start coordinating your arms and legs about. Like there's all these steps along the way that we develop to earn the abilities to do particular things. Now, you're not going to go tell a baby that because it doesn't crawl but it butt scoots everywhere that that's the cheats way of doing something that's ridiculous (laughs) just because a baby may develop the skills differently doesn't mean that they're wrong in what they're doing that's just how each individual can function so keeping that in mind is really important and there's going to be different ways that everyone will do things Now, if you're in a space with a trainer who tells you that there are specific ways to move or else you're quoting fingers cheating or doing the easy way, firstly, I'm sorry. (laughs) You don't need that shit in your life. That's not okay. Secondly, your trainer isn't right. They are maybe a bit ignorant or arrogant and they are willing to risk your safety. And now this isn't to say that they are saying this to be mean or hurtful towards you, but their inflexibility to adapt a movement to suit you is a danger to you. And especially if they're kind of saying things in a lighthearted sort of way or simply mentioning a variation, oh, but that's a cheat's way of doing it. It's like unnecessary comments like that as well. Having these attitudes or having the willingness to kind of want to influence you to try to do it the quote you think is proper way, even when you're not ready, that's that's what's going to end up potentially injuring you if you've got a coach who's doing that or saying those things and then you feel bad. You don't want to you don't want your coach to think that you'd be taking the easy way or wanting to cheat about stuff. That doesn't make anyone feel good ever. 
it's not okay. It's a bit of a jerk thing to say. <laughs> no matter what kind of context it's set in, there's no such thing as cheap movement. There's no such thing as easy options. There's movements that are best for you based on where you're at. So please keep that in mind if you've had coaches tell you in the past that things are cheat ways, things are easy ways or girl ways to do it. My gosh, that is the worst one ever. <laughs> That's girls movements. Oh my gosh, it makes me want to high five someone's face. <laughs> so, so let's look at what we've touched on today. It's been a bit, we've broken down what a regression and a progression is when it comes to an exercise being the, a regression being the building blocks that we take along the way that will lead to what is considered to be a standard movement or the the general way that a movement is done we can take steps back to help build strength to to make you stronger to get to that standard point that is a regression or we can go to a progression where we take that standard movement and then we make it more challenging by like if it's a squat taking one leg away or adding weight and things like that we've looked at the difference between a regression and the incorrect referencing of it as cheating, quotey fingers, cheating, or the easy way of doing things. And finally, we've had a good look at how a regression can be applied in an exercise by looking at the squat where we can use a bench to assist someone with that movement, where we can elevate the heels to assist someone, where we can put a resistance band around the knees. All of these things are regressions and assistances that we can use to help a person develop the strength they need to get to a point where they feel confident doing a squat or whatever movement that they may like to do in a way that is safe and best for them. Because at the end of the day, that is all that matters. Now you can find all the details from the show into the show notes. If you're enjoying the show or you know other folks who might find benefit from this episode or another one, friends, share it around. I would love for more people to be able to hear good things about how they can do great stuff with their body without all the shitty toxic messaging that comes from the flipping fitness industry. <laughs> if you have any questions about this episode or you'd like to learn about how we may be able to support you, you can go to our website, www.fearlessmovement.co. You can send us a message there. You can also jump in. You can try out our free trial or you could check out one of our other training programs that we have online. Yes. If you don't want to go to our website, you can also find us at Facebook by going to Fearless Movement Collective or you can find us on Instagram by going to non-gender fitness at the handle non underscore gender underscore fitness or me Bowie as the dot no dot t dot envy. Yes. Until next week, friend, remember you can move any way that you like. And no matter how you do it, it's not cheating. So move in the ways that your body allows you to. And fuck the rules that someone else tries to push on you. Have a rad ass day. <laughs>